Wisdom Podcast. I'm going to quickly, well, not quickly, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna play a an audio. There, so Think Club is a YouTube channel that it is operated by Adam Frendon, and him and his buddy, an, another YouTuber named PSA Stitch, they do live streams where they interview Sargon of Akkad, James Lindsay, they have, you know, um, they debate and, and do things like that. And they're really, uh, they're very lean in comparison to other YouTubers when they, they hold debates. Um, they usually don't moderate it to just let, you know, the discussion flow between the participants. They had a, um, a individual by the name of Caleb Kane. Now I have spoken to Caleb Kane, um, in multiple occasions in the, in, um, in the live streams that Adam and PSA hold and, uh, Caleb and I do have disagreements. Uh, we did, um, we were in a Dr. Jordan Peterson, um, forum and he and I had a um we don't see eye to eye when it comes to politics now uh I'm gonna give you a little background before I play the the clip um the Caleb he uh, the New York Times written about Caleb in an article and um it was about the quote unquote alt-right and how he shared his story of being removed, being pulled to the alt-right, listening to Dr. Peterson, Ben Shapiro, Steven Crowder, um, Paul Joseph Watson, Sargon of Akkad and things like that. Um, in my, in my personal opinion, I believe that Sargon of Akkad, Dr. Jordan Peterson and, um, the members of the intellectual dark web, uh, majority of them are classical liberals. Um, you can make the argument that they're conservatives, but I'm not going to say that they're alt right. Okay. When I think about alt right, I think about, um, Richard Spencer, for example. Okay. So the art he was, so Caleb, 
was going through a rabbit hole and the, the article was talking about how the um, how YouTube was radicalizing um, young men to the alt-right and Caleb was saved by ContraPoints, right? So Adam and PSA had him on the, um, sorry, let me go to my phone so I can get on the clip. So they were, um, they were having a discussion about a book called The Bell Curve. Um, it, it, it was written by, uh, let me, let me look it up. I should have this up. I know that's my bad. Okay, so let's see. I'm gonna look it up. I have no idea why I don't have it up. Okay, so the pel the bell curve, intelligence and class structure in American life is a 1994 book by psychologist Richard J. Herzstein and political scientist Charles Murray. So they were talking about that particular book, and the thing that made me disappointed in Caleb was the fact that um, he refused to read the book, okay? And Adam called him out on it. So right on, Adam, if you're listening to this. And the point of this podcast is that I want to talk about is learning from your your enemies. Well, not necessarily your enemies, but learning from your counter ideas, your your counter beliefs, values, basically your political opponent or your um, ideas, your ideas, opposition, the opposition of your ideas. And Caleb, as you're going to hear right now, Adam said, well, well, Caleb was making the argument, okay, the bell curve is a bad book because the fact that, um, he, he didn't say this, but I'm, I'm going to summarize what he said. It's a bad book because it talks about race and that is racist. Okay. And Adam was like, okay, well, there's only like one sentence in the book that talks about race. And the book basically talks about the IQ and, and, um, I'm, I'm not really familiar with it, but it summarizes about, um, uh, social economics you know, stuff and how intelligence is shaped by environmental factors and things like that. So I'm going to play the clip and you're going to hear Caleb, you know, generalizing a book he hasn't read and which I'm going to um, add to that. It's on the front page of the New York Times. He was featured as a person that fell down the far right Uh, by the way, that person who is uh, talking, um, I'm going to link the, the Think Club video down below um, where that's Adam. That's it, that's talking right now. Points. And we have an interesting discussion about platforming and deplatforming, which I think is topical now. So I clipped it out from one of our four hour live streams for you. So you didn't have to listen to the whole thing. I hope you enjoy it. And let me know your thoughts as usual in the comments below. Hobo Frodo for $2 says, uh, Sargon didn't invite you, therefore he bad. Is that, is, that a, is that how you feel, Caleb? No, no. I, I have an issue with Sargon that he platformed a lot of people irresponsibly. Um, and, 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 and he allowed himself yeah. to lose it. 
a debate to Richard Spencer, which drew a lot of people. I don't, wait a minute. First of all, wait, I was going to say, I don't think Sawyer and Lawson debates Richard Spencer. Richard Spencer's in crazy fucking shit in that debate. It yeah. doesn't matter. I guess it doesn't matter, but, like, he, Richard Spencer was outed as, like, a weird... And as you can see, um, PSA is the one with the high voice. He does the, hey now, that's him. He, he's asking Caleb. Uh, Caleb is the one that was talking about Sargon losing to the debate of Richard Spencer. So he doesn't like Sargon because he lost a debate to Richard. He, he thinks he lost a debate to Richard Spencer. So he rejects Sargon of Akkad's idea because the fact that he didn't push back on Richard Spencer's ideas. Is that what he's trying to say? Just because a person lost to a debate doesn't necessarily mean that you should not like him. Okay, so I'm going to continue the, 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 the video. White nationalist communists in that debate who wanted, you know... Space Force uh, Ethnostate. Yeah, Space Force Ethnostate. <laughs> Elitist monks controlling the country. But how come Sargon never gets any praise for coming out against the alt-right? I mean, I guess Sargon came out against the alt right. Uh, what is what is the try to take him down? What is the? But then he also goes on JF. And so, um, basically, the reason why Caleb didn't like Sargon of Akkad is because the fact that he talked to Richard Spencer. That's that's the issue that I have with this entire discussion. Um, was the fact that. He platform Sargon of Akkad platform people. So if you don't know who Sargon of Akkad is, is he's a very popular political commentary YouTuber, and he talks to everybody. He talks to the socialists. He debates with communists. He talks to conservatives, Republicans. So he's from the UK, and he calls himself a liberal. So it's really interesting. And and as you can see, Caleb does not give him a chance because the fact that he talked to some to his political Caleb's political enemy. Oh, and like has a good old time. What is it, what is like? There's an argument to be made that people should be able to platform whoever they want. Like, what is what? what sure. A responsible platform. It, should I allow? Um, should I allow David? Should should CNN allow David Duke to come on? Like once a month and give an hour long lecture are they doing that but what would you say if they did well no but you're saying sargon is doing that no i think sargon has had too many friendly relations with a lot of these people and mm -hmm. uh, yeah and then also and, and we can go into sargon's own rhetoric and his own things that he said but but um <laughs> sargon says in his defense that he platformed contrapoints irresponsibly So as you can see, Caleb will refuse to get on a the discussion with Adam and PSA Stitch if he had a friendly conversation with Richard Spencer. Okay, and um, to get a little background, Caleb and I, like I said, we got into a disagreement on a Jordan Peterson forum, and then he kind of we were. I wanted to kind of get him and try to like not woo my way, but try to like get him on.
because Caleb calls himself a progressive. And in my personal opinion, I think he's just a typical fucking far lefty. Okay. And um, I want to ask him because, you know, far leftists, the communists and the socialists and the so-called progressive, basically they're not on my fucking team. They don't fight for my rights or anything like that because of the fact that they... They want an entire. They want to change an entire economic system to socialism and have the government take over everything, the means of production. And I want to ask him that. And because of my um, history with the socialists and things like that, but my problem is the fact that Caleb did not want to go on his political opponent's platform because the fact that he don't like him. That's the problem that I have. So I'm gonna play it again. white nationalist and a hispanic girl by the way caleb so it's called white nationalist for a fucking reason white the race i don't know. okay continue because they were having babies and she said the world doesn't need more brown babies don't like the so-called quote-unquote progressive i don't even think they're progressive they think people are stupid that's that's yeah this is why i don't i don't respect them and like i said i will try to get caleb and have a conversation with him but um romy millennial is uh lauren chen she has she's a conservative um she's mixed race Uh, i believe she's white and chinese and she had richard spencer on um, I did not watch the interview, but from my understanding from Caleb, she did not push him hard enough. It's like, who the fuck are you to tell her? If you if you watch her content, she's really a, a very soft-spoken woman, and that's not her fucking style. Now, if you put me and Richard Spencer on, maybe it'd be a little different because I'm I'm aggressive. But just like Adam and PSA, PSA said, you kind of have to like platform and try to get everybody together because if you make them into enemies or or let your see each other as the other, then you're not going to have a dialogue. They will refuse to talk to each other because nobody wants to get into a discussion and, and get called names. And and the interview with I mean the the chat that they that Sargon had with Richard Spencer. Richard Spencer was actually insulting Sargon of Akkad constantly. Okay, so. 
Yeah. On a platform, you have to realize that. And people like Richard will use a platform to come on and to spread their message. They will. So that's why they want susceptible to what? People are malleable. They hear Richard talk about, I'm not a, I'm not racist. I'm not a, a, a white supremacist. I just think, well, this is more of the Jerry Taylor line, but I just think that all people deserve a homeland. I think that, you know, us white people, we just deserve representation. And it's like... That's bullshit. He's hiding the ball. You, we all know what he's actually saying, but there's a lot of gullible people right. out there that don't. So you just want to protect the gullible people? Yeah. So in a way. But what, what, I mean, I talked about how, like, contrapoints could be influencing people to believe that they, too, might have some kind of gender dysphoria when they don't have it. Like, how is it different okay. from that? So, so there we go, right, with that one. And, and I, but here's the thing. What do you do about that? Perhaps ContraPoint should make a video addressing that. I mean, um, she makes being trans seem totally cool. Like, I, I want to, I'm thinking about transitioning now. <laughs> so, like, it's just, well, it's a, it's a I thing. Think, I think, I don't think, I mean, look, like there you're, you're, saying, you're saying that Richard Spencer makes being a neo-Nazi look cool. People are going to fall for that. They're going to become neo-Nazi. Adam, do I, you think that a trans person is, is, is the same thing as a neo-Nazi? I think it's happening now. Well, hold on. I, you wait. I, there's, wait there's, a huge, there's a huge difference between a neo-Nazi and a trans person. I completely agree with you there. But I'm saying for the individual that has a false positive thinking that they may have gender dysphoria and they don't have gender dysphoria like sure. they could grow up and live a totally normal life is just okay. as bad as someone thinking that they're a neo-nazi and getting involved with that mess <sighs> i mean i don't think it's just as bad i get what you're saying contrapoints could make nope. a video going into that addressing that but what is she supposed to do just not be a positive role model for trans people at all not present herself publicly at all I, on a platform. I, I don't know the answer, but I, all I'm saying, I'm just pointing uh -huh. out the fact that you have a very strong stance on deplatforming one group. You keep saying deplatforming, and I'm not saying that. <laughs> well, you're, you you're, keep you're saying, saying, you keep hold repeating on, hold that. Hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> you, you're wanting to, you're saying we should impose a social penalty on Sargon for irresponsibly platforming people. How is that not advocating deplatforming? Then why do you think it's socially acceptable to force monogamy? Socially enforced monogamy? Well, first of all, I'm, I'm joking there. I'm saying that okay. in society there, like we used to frown on people having extramarital affairs. Okay. Like you, nowadays it seems like it's the norm, but that's completely off topic to what we're saying here. Good job on trying to change the subject. You get a point for that. I'm, I'm not trying to be disingenuous. I, I swear, I'm not trying to be disingenuous. I understood your, I understood your points completely. But which, like, do, do we shame anything in our society? Should we shame racism? Well, I, I'm just saying there are two equal problems here. You are uh -huh. focused on the. We have to protect the dum dums from becoming racist. But we don't have to protect the dum-dums from thinking that they're trans when they're not and totally destroying their whole reproductive future. Like, which, which, which is... Well, seriously, the guy who falls down the alt-right so, Nazi hole 
can turn his life around and get on the front page of the New York Times and become a total celebrity. The guy who gets a false positive on becoming trans cuts his dick off. Okay, so Contra Points shouldn't have a platform at all. She shouldn't platform I'm not, no, I'm not saying that. I am not okay. saying that. I am pointing out that there is, the, like, we have to make a decision that uh-huh. treats everybody fairly, but you're, you're ignoring one potentially bad societal effect and, and focusing on this other societal effect. I'm just, I'm pointing out the difference between the hypotheticals of the guy who falls into the, the left woke rabbit hole and the guy who falls into the right woke rabbit hole. Okay, so I'm going to play now the <clears throat> from a different um, uh, podcast that he, um, Caleb, talks about Steven Crowder um, talking about race and IQ. A lot and using a lot of the same rhetoric. Steven Crowder has openly talked about race and IQ on his show. Um, so that kind of shit I, I see is contributing to this pipeline because what happens on YouTube is people form these parasocial relationships and then you have to understand that people, they trust in you and you might look at yourself and be like, I'm not an authority figure. I'm a goof on YouTube, but your audience is watching. They see you as a source of information. They're going to trust. And some of them might even hang on your every word. And then if you go, go then go and have conversations with these far right individuals that are trying to, you know, manipulate their neo-Nazi beliefs into softer, you know, uh, more palatable views through your, you know, through your platform, you have to be vigilant of that and you have to disavow those people. And if you're going to have them on, you have to call them out on that. So, yeah. People, what should, should people like of the race and IQ question, should mm-hmm. people who are not talking about it at all for racial reasons, so you have like Sam Harrison and he had um, Charles Murray on. Yeah. Should, should that conversation not even be discussed because it can possibly give credence to people in the alt-right? Um, so we can talk about that stuff, but The Bell Curve is a pop science book that doesn't really have a whole lot of science behind it. Genetics. Have you read The Bell Curve? Um, I've not read it, but I've had the book explained to me many times. Um, so explain it to me because I've read it. So, And as you can see, Adam will start to call him out on it. Um, he did not read the bell's the bell curve. The idea in the bell curve is that they I know they go into twin studies in the book and they talk about basically the IQ gaps between races and then towards the end of the book they start talking about uh, basically immigration policies and all these different policy prescriptions that we should base our policy off of these IQ gaps. They don't go into the sociological explanations for these things they don't don't go in, it doesn't go into the historical evidence for these things um, the, whole, the whole book is is based on the IQ gap and right. we're we're creating a society that is not healthy because we're basically electing a cognitive elite and making people with low IQs uh, unnecessary like he only talks about race for one paragraph in the book, and he completely talked about leaving out of the book and wished that he had. Like if you read the book, I mean, as as a I would call myself a former progressive. The the book reads to me like a, a progressive uh, push for traditional values because of this 
uh, this IQ problem. Do you, do you dispute that there is a wide variety of people with different IQs that's just not related to race at all? Yeah, of course. Yeah, so we have people among us that have very low IQs. Uh, Jordan Peterson was saying, like, we have at least 15% of the population that has an IQ below 80. I mean, I read uh, a, I read a, uh, a book called uh, McNamara's Morons, where McNamara was actually enlisting people in the military with lower than 80 IQ, and these guys were so dumb they didn't even realize that you had to lob the hand grenade up in the air to get it far, like they were throwing like a baseball. We need, we need a society that accommodates those people, and the book, The Bell Curve, is aimed at creating a society that does accommodate those people outside of race. I don't want to put you on the spot here. I feel like we are a little bit, and it's not... Uh, Sitch is going to town, so... So, so I'm going to stop it right there. So <clears throat> there's a reason why I played the first clip from a, the, I believe it's a second podcast. And then the first podcast that they had um, Caleb on. So I kind of mixed it a little bit. So in the beginning, that the, the first podcast that I played for you guys, Caleb was saying that, um, that, uh, <laughs> Uh, Sargon of Akkad and Roman Millennial did not push back on Richard Spencer. And then the second clip that I played about Charles Murray and and um, and the bell curve, it was Adam pushing back on him. So, <laughs> so I give props. It was it was kind of ironic in a way because of the fact that he got pushed back. Caleb got pushed back by Adam. And so the point that I want to make, and the reason why I let you guys listen to it, is because the fact that. Caleb did not read the book, The Bell Curve. He was generalizing and putting forth a summation of a book that he didn't read. So um, he continues in, in the video. Um, like I said, I'm going to look at the, at the bottom. He will read, I believe, a Wikipedia page. And he was like, aha, you know, I was like, no, you cannot do that because Adam then makes an argument to you have to read the book directly. So I want to continue with my point of this podcast is the fact that, um, as you guys know, that I'm very anti-communism. I, I reject that political ideology. Um, I believe that it's the the abolishment of individual individualism, the abolishment of religion, the abolishment of property. It it goes against my. Um, my support of the root of liberalism and of course you know i have my family who were affected by the cambodian genocide by the far left khmer rouge and but the thing about me is if that is that i'm influenced by bertrand russell and john paul sartre and if you guys don't know that the philosophers were communists okay now the reason why i do this a lot of people a lot of my right-wing friends will make the argument oh, okay so why are you going to be influenced by communism 
if you really read Bertrand Russell and Jean-Paul Sartre, you know, not everybody is a bad guy. Okay, and and I and I and I believe from the bottom of their heart, you know, Russell and and Sartre, they really did see the failure of the political ideology that they support. And um, but at the same time, you know, just because I reject um, communism does is not a, an excuse for me to not learn about the ideology. Of course, you know, of course, you, you can you can make the argument that the Jewish people should not read about Nazism or thing like that. But it, to me, when you read your 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 political oppositions or your ideas, it gives you ammo. You cannot just like Caleb. You cannot disagree with something that you don't know nothing about. It makes you intellectually dishonest, and nobody wants to engage with you. And um, it, it's just not fair um, if you want people to be intellectually honest with you, you have to understand that you have to do the same thing to them as well. You can't say, well, you cannot come up with an idea, uh, but but don't come up with an idea I don't like. That's not how life works, okay? And then I, I don't know about the academia now. I mean, it's, it's completely destroyed. I mean, it's all one-sided. And um, that's why, you know, that's, to me, that's where liberalism comes in, and we have these different ideas. Of course, you're gonna have the communists. Of course, you're gonna have the Nazis, and you're gonna have the fringe weirdos on every fucking political side. And you need them to kind of like balance them. I'm not saying need them and like put them on a a a stepping stone and a throne. That's not what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is deplatforming them. And, and Caleb doesn't believe in deplatforming them, but not giving them a platform to speak out makes it worse. Okay, that's like putting a band-aid on something and just, it's like putting a band-aid on something, like a big-ass wound and, and, and like putting a little band-aid and just concealing that and like, okay, let's just tape that. Let's just tape it and put it away. You know, when you don't give your political opponent an idea, I mean, the ability to speak their minds and things like that, it's going to make it worse and it's going to just breed more fringe weirdos to come out into the open okay and i believe you have to give them a chance and so there's like i said i don't like marxism but at the same time there's different branches of marxism there's marxist marxism leninism there's marxism maoism there's marxism stalinism there's different branches of these these ideologies and you and and, and of course you, you sound like just like adam said it's just talking points you're not really you're not really dissecting anything you're just you're just talking about the surface of that particular idea and it's not going to get you nowhere and makes you look really dumb so um so it's um it really just makes you look really dumb. And I hate to, I hate to fucking say it like that, but it makes you re look really dumb. And, um, and I feel bad for Caleb, you know, and, and of course, you know, he, I believe that he's not really thinking in himself, thinking him, you know, thinking his ideas thoroughly. He just let everybody talk for him. And that's the fucking problem that we have today. We're not learning from our enemies. Of course, you don't want to, you, you don't want to be near your enemies. It makes you sick to your fucking stomach. But, at the same time, you have to understand that they have the right to to come up come up with their ideas and believe what they want to believe, and um, your job or and their job and everybody's job is to challenge people's 
um, challenge each other because it keeps the, 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 the uh, I guess, intellectualism diverse, okay? And I don't want to be friends with a fucking Marxist or anything like that, but but I did. I mean, the person, here's a funny story. The person who made my logo, he was a Marx, he is, I'm sorry, I don't know if he was or is, and I'm going to share him this podcast. The dude was a cool dude. Okay. He, he gave me a logo. He made my logo for free because he's just like, you know, you're, you're a cool person. I go, him and I, we have a very interesting connection when it comes to communism because both our parents were communists. And so, um, it was really interesting. And so we, we had that, um, that connection with one another. And I think that got us close to, to each other. And so he made my logo and he was a Marxist Trotskyites. So he, he liked Leon Trotsky. Okay. So if you don't know Leon Trotsky, he was a, a Marxist and you know, he was assassinated by Joseph Stalin. So, but the thing is the dude was actually pretty smart. He, thought his ideas thoroughly by himself. See, I don't like having this discussion with people. You know, for example, I, I, like I said, Caleb's a cool kid. He's a nice kid. But my problem, my fucking problem is, is when you don't think your ideas thoroughly yourself. You let somebody else do the talking for you. And this is just, this is not just the left wing. This is the right wing too. They have fucking Steven Crowder and, you know, Ben Shapiro and all these right wing people talking their ideas for them. I was like, no. And it, it, that's the thing that I see every single fucking day. It's just people just pretty much just reusing, not reusing, but um, repeating, parroting somebody else's ideas instead of thinking it themselves. Okay. So learn from your enemies. Don't automatically reject something that you disagree with. Break it down, dissect it, take it into your fucking mind. Let it mind fuck you. And then you have the grounds to counter it, okay? Read the books, do your research, stop being a fucking NPC from both political side. You will learn something interesting. And just like I learned something from my, the, the, the guy who made my logo, um, the dude taught me, introduced me to so many intellectuals that were not Marxist. But we had an interesting discussion one night and it was just like, he, he was a cool dude. And, you know, who knows? You might make friends with your enemies. I don't know. But to me, being open arms, not open arms, but allowing dialogue to happen is the gateway to peace. And uh, that's the wisdom that you, that you don't know what wisdom will be, um, I guess, a portal of wisdom being shared from both sides. There's a good, good ideas within that ideology. There's a bad things to that ideology or that ideas. You don't know. You don't know until you actually do your research and read the fucking books. Okay? As always, guys, stay far out.